to another podcast episode of Haystack Nation. I'm your host, Jesse Sias. I'm here with Vanessa Sias. Hi. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? Good. All right. It's been a while since we've done a, a podcast. I think the last one we did was probably back in May, June. So mm. shake the rust off. No. Well, maybe. Maybe. It was, about, it was about graduation time. I think the last no. one we did was about graduation. Oh, yeah. You might be right because we were talking to the kids about starting school. School and... Yeah, that's right. Might. It's been a while. It has been. So shake the rust off. We're about to have an exciting show. <laughs> just want to remind everyone to follow us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, and, um, you know, listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music. And Spotify, Podbean, check us out. Share us with someone else too. Always like to have new listeners. And if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us even on email at haystacknation at gmail.com. If you want to drop us a line, maybe you have a question for us. Maybe you have a joke to tell, <laughs> as long as it's appropriate. Or maybe <laughs> you have something you would like us to discuss. Maybe, a, yeah, or maybe a testimony, a story. Something happened to you. Drop us a line you like to share with other people. <laughs> it has been a while. Well, yeah, so it's been a while, so we're glad to be back. You know, we've been really busy with life and kids starting school, and just a lot of things have been going oh, yeah. on. And, um, you know, we would love to do this full-time, all the time. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not an option. So we do it when we can, when life settles down a little bit. Would you like to do this full time? Um, I mean, and then I want to keep it for fun yeah, as a hobby. I mean, <laughs> I think this is more of your thing that I you just kind of support. Support. Yes. You tolerate. I and think the word you're looking for is tolerate. Support, <laughs> because I'm a very supportive wife. <laughs> very tolerant wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what's your favorite season? Do you have a favorite season? Um. Yeah, I love fall. I love That's fall your favorite? and winter. Is that really your favorite season? Yes. I don't care much for winter, but I do agree with you. I love fall and I love spring. Spring is pretty, but I think I, this is going to be funny, but I like fall because I just love all the color changes, mm-hmm. but I love, love, love all. I know what you're going to say. What? All the different kind of clothes you get to wear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is fun. It is fun. You get to wear your sweaters, your long sleeves. Boots. Yeah. Well, that's more. You know, Jackets. Winter. Right. Yeah. I do I I do enjoy that as you well. You, you feel cozier. Actually, yeah. You can wear your hair down and not sweat to death and mm-hmm. still look cute. <laughs> There's something cozy about autumn, mm-hmm. which is different from spring. Spring is just about, you know, thawing out. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. <laughs> I like spring because it's like you've been cold, cold, cold and you just like long for that kind of warmer oh, temperature. Yeah. You're just like I'm just ready for something. And it's pretty. Nicer. I mean, everything outside like all the trees, yeah. the flowers are blooming at that time. It's pretty. And then thing, same thing with fall. Like, but like all yeah. the, the different color, like leaves, the orange, the brown, just like. I do like fall because everything just seems more colorful. In the spring, everything comes back to life, which is really nice and pretty, especially after you have had like bare trees and mm-hmm. dead grass and everything. But the, the life that you see in spring is really beautiful. But in fall, just the, the array of colors is really nice. Here's some other things, Vanessa, that you should you should uh, enjoy about fall because fall should be an enjoyable time of year. And since we're about ready to head into fall season, oh, at least I here, one more thing. 
What? Pumpkin. Of course. <laughs> well, anything pumpkin. Yeah, pumpkin is all over the place in fall. Well, I mean, like you have pumpkin desserts, pumpkin drinks. I mean, pumpkin I, patches. Pumpkin patches. Those are fun when you have kids. Yeah, kids love those. Mm-hmm. It's really cute to take pictures. Yeah. With kids at a pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. Right. We've done that. We have. It's fun. And uh, okay, so. We've had a terrible summer here in Texas. It's mm-hmm. been hot, dry, just unbearable. Every day was like 100, over 100. Yeah, and we're not alone because other states have also had some really hot weather, but it's just been <laughs> miserable. It's been a miserable summer. So heading into fall, so I thought it'd be nice to share 10 reasons why autumn and fall is one of the best seasons ever. Okay? Okay. So here's number number one. We've already talked about this one, changing colors. So, of course, mm-hmm. you know, we see the color change. Um, around this area, you see the leaves turning red and orange and yellow, and it's really pretty. If you here in Texas, if you head to the hill country, like if you're going between like Dallas Fort Worth into Austin, you know, especially if you take the the scenic route, the back roads. Oh man, all, all that just turns. It does. Why does it get me like that? Because I'm like, when have you done that? Uh, when we've traveled <laughs> to, we've been through Austin in the fall when we've gone camping. Like when we've gone to Fredericksburg, we've gone camping in cooler weather in the fall. Um, you don't remember, don't, do you? I just don't remember. Well, we have. Okay. And I saw the colors and it was pretty. <laughs> uh, but changing colors is, 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 is beautiful. Now, obviously, on other parts of the U.S., you see these color changes even a lot more. Yeah. They're more common, right? Like New England, mm-hmm. for instance. It just, it's beautiful. beautiful. Like yeah. the, the reds and the oranges are much more vibrant. Yeah. Right. And I think the color change probably lasts a little bit longer. Okay. So that's one. Number two, you've already also mentioned this one pumpkin, pumpkin everything, pumpkin Mm -hmm. pie, pumpkin scented candles, pumpkin spice lattes, (laughs) pumpkin muffins, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread. You should just open your own pumpkin store. Well, where everything is pumpkin. It only works like through fall, I think. Well, it's a seasonal, yeah, a seasonal, seasonal. store. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you're right. What is it about pumpkin that just is like such a fall know. thing? I, but I is it because it's it. orange? I don't know. I just, man, I love pumpkin bread and pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, because I mean, you don't ever think of a pumpkin throughout the rest of the year, but once it's fall, it's like, oh, pumpkin is mm-hmm. just everywhere. What I mean, I don't know what it is about pumpkin that just seems to be associated with fall more than anything else. I don't know. Maybe that's when they're more like in season. Maybe, so. yeah. Then it's like everywhere. I guess I'm not a pumpkin farmer, so I don't know anything. So if anyone out there is a pumpkin farmer and would like to just, you know, enlighten us, drop us a line. (laughs) But everything is pumpkin in the fall. Um, Delicious desserts is another thing. Well, that that comes into pumpkin everything. Yeah. Autumn is one of the best time of year for sweets. So if you have a sweet tooth... Uh, autumn is probably uh, the best season for you if you have a sweet tooth, which I don't have a sweet tooth. Um, that's not one of my oh, things. That's, my, that's your that's thing. My downfall. Oh yeah, sweet tooth for you is like your <laughs> kryptonite. It really is. Um, but yeah, so you have uh, the caramel apples. Mm. The, I'm not a big fan of caramel apples. You know, I'm not either. They're, all, it's just too much, I think, and I don't know. It's why. too much, and it's too sticky. Yeah, maybe that's I guess why. stuck in my teeth is very uncomfortable. Maybe if they were like in little bite sizes, maybe, and somebody did it for me. <laughs> yeah, 
They're, cut it up for me. Cut it up for you. They actually do that now. In some places where you go get candy apples, like some of the, gour- oh, the gourmet shops, they actually cut it up for you. I think it's still too much. I don't yeah. know. I just... Too sweet? Yeah. Pumpkin pie, pecan pie, apple pie. Um, all these things are just part of... Oh, and then the pumpkin pie, of course, with whipped cream on it. Yeah, for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving favorite. Cooler weather obviously is very important. That's a that's a big one. Okay. Um, uh, just coming out of summer into fall is great to have that cool weather on your skin. You mentioned better fashion. Mm-hmm. True story. <laughs> Fire pits. Ooh, yeah. I didn't yeah, think we about have, that. That's we, yeah, that's nice because then you can do more like. When you're hosting people, you can sit outside by a fire pit. S'mores. Mm-hmm. That s'mores, right? It's just nice. We have our fire pit out here. Yeah. In the no back. mosquitoes. Oh, my goodness. That's such that's, a I would good say that's one. a great thing for fall. No mosquitoes. Yeah, especially here in Texas. In our area, at least. We have a lot of mosquitoes. Well, there wasn't a lot during the summer because it was so hot. But now yeah. that the weather's cooling down, they're, like, everywhere. Oh, I can't wait to use that fire pit again. Arts and crafts. We're not very crafty people. <laughs> artsy crafty people um but i guess people get into the arts and crafts because it's the holidays you have the thanksgiving and then the christmas Maybe. you actually do a little bit more craft you get a little bit more crafty around this time of year um yeah like when we're hosting some kind of like mm-hmm. party or something i do yeah you get more decorative yeah and, try to yeah well you know we have uh, you know my sister-in-law of course kim shout out to kim she's very she's a very crafty person not in the bad sense of crafty, like he, he crafty. She's like a, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> she's like a very talented, creative person. Yeah. And then, of course, finally, the holidays is a thing uh, to look forward course. to. Of course, Christmas, Thanksgiving, it's great. it's great. You have like starting November, it's like you already feel it. It's all in the air, and the stores are beginning to put out everything. I think everybody's Christmas-y already and, putting stuff out now. Yeah, probably. We're only September. in August. We're September. September. Oh my gosh, that's right. <laughs> All right. So, as you move from summer to fall, 10 reasons to enjoy the fall, embrace it, and love it. it. Yeah. Right. Look forward to it. So, thank, thank God we've made it this far. Um, you got some questions for me. You said you're going to ask me some questions today. Oh, this is what our podcast is going to be about. Yeah. I have no idea what you're going to ask me. These questions. I have no idea what you're going to ask me. No. So, we're going to see. This is a surprise. How Jesse answers these questions, and if he can. If I can, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to answer these questions. Yeah. And if you don't agree or you have... And I hope they're productive a, questions, Vanessa. I hope they're a appropriate. different point of view, go ahead and uh, reach out and... And let us know. And let us know. Let us know Jesse doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are This you guy ready? has no clue. Okay, all right, number one. Let's okay. see, what, what's the question? Okay, yeah, I have five questions. So this is we'll, see be complete. We get, we'll see how in-depth we go into these questions. Okay, yeah. and, and there's five that Wait, I have. Wait, so are you going to participate in the answer, the response to the question after I give um, the initial response, or are you just going to kind of move on from question to question? I, I didn't know, know we'll how kinda, this is going to go. We'll kind of just see how it goes. Play it by ear? Yeah. Okay, we're going to wing it. Like if I have something to say, I'll say it. <laughs> That's fine. We're going to wing if this I one. If I need to add or, you know. If you need to correct me. <laughs> Okay, Number first, one. first All right. question. Mm-hmm. How does one deal with temptation? <clears throat> wow. Well, I think first of all, you, first of all, temptation is everywhere, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so everyone has to confront temptation at some <laughs> point. I think part of it is 
being aware and recognizing that it is around us. We can't hide from it. And this is easier said than done, of course, of course right? But I'm right. just saying, like, okay, That's temptation's all temptation. around us. Right. <laughs> temptation's all around us, first of all. We have to be aware of it. I think if you're, Chris, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, you tend to be more sensitive to temptation, I guess. You know, because it's like you you recognize, you know, when something's wrong. Um, yeah, I was going to say from right from wrong. Right. Not to um, say that nobody else does, but right. I think that... <clears throat> It's just well, temptation is like a religious word. Yeah, you know, it's kind of kind of like associated, associated with, with yeah, it. with with yeah. with religious spiritual mm-hmm. subjects, you know. So I think so for a believer, I think temptation is something that we can't avoid, but we have to handle it somehow, right? Mm-hmm. And you're asking, so how do you deal with temptation? How do you handle temptation? Mm-hmm. Spiritually speaking, you know, Scripture does say that we don't fight against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers in high places, right? right? So obviously temptation has to do with, is has a supernatural aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so understanding that temptation is a kind of a supernatural, you know, thing, then you have to also meet it in a supernatural way. And so that means, you know, we can't just out, try to outwit it, outsmart it. We can't try to, you know, just ignore it or avoid it. Um, I think you really have to tune into, you really have to reach out to God and say, Lord, you know, I need help with this temptation. You know, this temptation can be overpowering. You know, this temptation, you know, is, is, you know, is very appealing or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think you really have to just be genuine and reach out to God and say, I really need help with this situation. I need help with this thought. I need help with this behavior. I need help with dealing with, you know, whatever the temptation is because mm-hmm. we, we can't do it alone. You know, we right. can't, we can't do it alone, even though we want to. And I, I, I've tried to do it by myself, you right. know, many, many times. And I think every time I try to do it on my own, I, I may have success sometimes when, you know, it's like, Lord, just help me. And, you know, we work it out, you know, but there's other times where, you know, you kind of feel like, yeah, I got this one, you know, and yeah. then you end up falling flat on your face because you thought you could just, you right. know, get away with it or whatever. So, um, I'm glad that you said that, that it is something that, we can't do on our own. So also going, you know, I guess along those same lines is, you know, sometimes sharing with someone that you um, trust, who you know has like uh, your best interest, who um, you know can help hold you accountable mm-hmm. for those oh, yeah. things. See, and that's so, hard for me. And it's... <clears throat> Yes, that is very hard for you. (laughs) So I'm saying, you know, not only is just, you know, um, depending on God, but God give, he's given us people in our lives to help hold us accountable to, and he's placed certain people in our lives, you know, for, um, for those reasons or that season to help, you know. Oh yeah. I, I agree. I'm terrible at that. You know, you, you know that very well. I know that. I'm terrible at I guess, um, trusting people with certain things, right? Of course. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that that does make temptation harder to deal with because you feel like you're kind of isolated. You're dealing with things on your own. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And then you start thinking also, I'm sure no one else deals with this. Why am I the only one? (laughs) Which makes it even harder, right. To, you know, to kind of deal with. So you're right. I mean, you, you have to have yeah, support. Some, and I think that it makes it easier to say, well, nobody knows. So if I fall, oh, yeah. it's nobody knows. Yeah. So if you have someone who you trust to open up about 
these certain, you know, things, you know, that person, you know, hopefully um, is, you know, checking on you, you know, time after time. Not, mm-hmm. not you know, necessarily. Not in a nagging kind of way, right. No, or, but just checking to see, yeah. you know, how have you been doing, you know, or, um, you know, just making sure you have <clears throat> also that person who prays for you. Yeah. So, and, and, and you kind of know there's varying degrees of temptation, you know, there's Mm -hmm. a temptation for like a snack, right? (laughs) you know, or there's temptations for other more, other more More serious serious. temptations, right? Vices and things like that. So, you know, there's varying degrees of temptation. Not every temptation requires, you know, all of that, all of that. (laughs) Right. But, but each person knows what temptation is a, well, because everyone has, everyone does. Yeah. Everyone has that weakness. Everyone so has that you can so I think, and especially if you are walking close with God, you can believe that Satan is not going to just walk away from you. Right. Cause I mean, the Bible does say he, he knows, walks around the roaring lion right. seeking he who can devour. Your, he knows your weakness. So right. he knows, you know, if he doesn't want you to have a relationship with God, he knows where to hit you. So. Oh yeah. And he won't hesitate. No. So I think recognize, pray, walk close to God but also walk close to the people that are in your life that he's put there mm-hmm. uh, so that you, you know, to support and to help you along the way. Yeah, and that's, I, that's a hard, that's a harder one, but yes, you're right that you need those components, you know, when you're dealing with temptation and kind of, again, the recognition that temptation is not something that you're going to try to outsmart or outweigh or just do on your own. Mm-hmm. It requires some help. Yes. <laughs> goes against okay. the grain that of, of all of us right because none of us want to ask for help but anyway okay all right okay all right i'll, I'll allow that answer okay <laughs> hold on go ahead vanessa <laughs> wait and I, I need to find are we thank you oh, oh my gosh. thank you <laughs> thank you sorry for the delay in that <laughs> it's been a while had, had it to my own horn there <laughs> okay, so maybe that was a temptation. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the second question. Okay, second. <clears throat> How do I know if I'm saved? How do I know if I'm saved? Mm-hmm. Man, you, you're asking some very deep questions. That's a very deep question. How do you know if you're saved? Well, the, 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 the simplest way to put it, is if you believe in Jesus, you believe in who he was, what he claimed, right? Mm-hmm. What he did, then you're saved. Mm-hmm. That's the most that's the simplest way to put it. That's how you know you're saved. If you if you genuinely have that relationship with Jesus and you you truly truly believe in everything he did, who he claimed to be, right? Cuz a lot of people can say, "Oh yeah, Jesus was a good man, a good teacher, a good prophet." Well, whatever, right? But he claimed to be more than that, right? Mm-hmm. He claimed to be God. He claimed to be able to forgive our sins, to cleanse us, to, to save us, right? So if you believe in him, you believe in what he stood for and what he accomplished and what he did for you personally, you're saved. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Okay. What about the whole once saved, always saved? Because those people believe. So does right. it not require some kind of change in our lives? Yeah, so the once saved, always saved seems like a because i believe in god yeah and if i believe everything like you just said everything he's done 
I think I think you can, I can continue to live my life the way I want. Well, I mean, that's kind of impossible at that point because if you truly, if you truly accept Jesus into your life and you know what He did for you, mm-hmm. and you know that He died for your sins, mm-hmm. and that it took it took a sacrifice to even allow you to have that freedom, right? Why would you want to continue to live a life that is voiding or nullifying his sacrifice? Right. Right. Well, I mean, I totally agree with that. So, but, you know, that would be a question that somebody would ask. Yeah. Well, I would, I would just say that I, I would say, look, if, if, if you truly, if you truly have that relationship with Jesus and you, you know what he did for you, it's got to do something to you. It's got to, it's got to change you. Right. It's got to, it's got to have some kind of impact in your life. And if you know that what he did is to free you from sin, because that's in essence what he did by dying for us to free us from sin, then why do we want to go back and live in sin? Mm-hmm. That would basically mean that, well, Jesus, I know what you did what for you me, did, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to live my life however I want. <clears throat> and I just don't think that's how relationships, even earthly relationships work. You know? Yeah, you're right. Um, I think even in our earthly relationships, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, if, if you love someone and someone loves you, man, you put everything you can into that, into that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you, even if you have your, your lows and you have your falls and there's problems, but if you love that person, you put, you put it on the line and you keep going, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's the same thing with, with God. I mean, once we're saved, we want to stay saved, but yeah, it's kind of up to us if we want that relationship or not. At any point in time, we can walk away, yeah. right? We can say, well, eh, I'm, I don't need God right now. I, need, I don't need God in my life. Or maybe we feel like God's interfering with our own dreams and desires or whatever, and we walk away. I mean, he's not going to force us there. Right. He's not going to force us to stay there. He's not going to say, well, once, once you accept me, Vanessa, that's it. You can't walk away. You can't go anywhere. No, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Once, once we accept him, he says, okay, great. You're, you're here. I, I, I love you. But if you ever walk away from me, well, you, you can walk away from me. That, that's, I mean, that's what happened in Scripture you know, all throughout the Bible, right? Right. I mean, the whole Old Testament is filled with examples of God's people walking away from him time and time again. You know, even after he got into the promised land, even after he got them, you know, out of Egypt and, and, and got them through the desert and, and, all the, and provided everything for them, they still walked away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the one saved, always saved doesn't really, if you really think about it, you know, really deeply, it just doesn't hold up. It can't hold up. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Are you going to do it again? <laughs> Are you going to do this I for every question that you answer? <laughs> yes, even if it's wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's go on to question number three. I get a participant ribbon. <laughs> That's all I have. Even if I'm wrong. Okay. Okay, good next. Question number three. How do I let go of my past sins and shame to have a deeper and closer relationship with God? Did something happen to you this past week that you coming <laughs> up with these questions? <laughs> I told you they were gonna be oh, tough no, they're, questions. Those, those are good questions. No, I know I, I know in the in the in the recent weeks we've kind of talked about these things, right? A lot. So okay, what was the question again? So how do I let go of my past sins and shame to have a deeper and closer relationship with God? How do you let go of past mistakes, and, sins or mistakes, yeah, or mistakes and, and, sh- and shame. The shame that comes with it? That is hard. Um, 
I think that because of our human nature and the way we tend to kind of handle handle things, um, I think we'll always have a sense of of sense of shame, remorse, um, especially when we've done things that we're not proud of. Mm-hmm. Most people, I mean, I'm, I know there's people that probably don't care, right? right? But, you know, for the people that do care, I mean, you're always going to kind of have that same, that sense of shame and remorse about your past. And, well, and e- I e- think, even, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was like, even, even, even day to day as you struggle with things, mm-hmm. you know, you still kind of have that, that sense of de- defeat, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and we, and we kind of struggle with that. I mean, cause that's our human side that we know we're weak. We know that we fall easily. We know that we're not always in tune with God, you know? And so there, there's a lot of negative feelings that come along with, with just our, our, our human nature, because we always fall short, especially when we know what God, what, what, what God's standards are mm-hmm. that they're up here. And we know, right. That we're way down here. It, we, just, we just don't feel good about it. Right. So I, I, I think, can we truly let go of it ourselves? No. Can we focus on something else? Yes. And I think that when we have God in our lives and we have Jesus in our lives, he gives us his word, right? Mm-hmm. Which helps us concentrate and focus on what really matters. You know, mm-hmm. in his word, we have 66 books in the Bible. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of information, you know, in that book. And there's a lot to concentrate and to think about. And I know you've probably experienced this before. When you read a chapter or you're reading a passage, you know, you, you learn what you can from it. Maybe a few months down the, down the line, you come back to it again. You're like, oh, I, I learned something else about that passage that I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. So there's always something to learn. I, mean, I don't think we can always completely wrap our heads around Scripture. Mm-hmm. And so I think the way... God meant for that word to be there, to be a focal point for us, mm-hmm. to raise our hopes, to give us something to look forward to, mm-hmm. because I think he knows in this life we're going to, we're going to, I think if we didn't have that, we'd be down the majority of the time. Well, <clears throat> my, the other thing that I want to add to that is that if you think about all the stories in the Bible, Think about all the people who are like main characters in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Think about their lives. Were any of them perfect? Were any of them without fault? Yeah, no. I mean, you had adulterers, you had murderers, you had um, thieves, liars. Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had all of these people, and yet God still used them. So it, if that doesn't give you hope that, you know, he can still use you or you can be shame-free of those things, I mean, I don't know what else God can do then, like, to prove and show to you. Like, you know, he's, he's, show, he's showing us in the Bible, like, look, all these people that we know all these, like, Bible stories from, they all had problems. They all had issues. They all dealt with temptation. They all made mistakes and had major sins. Mm-hmm. But I was still willing to come here and die for them so that they can um, be saved and yeah. they can be with me forever. And you have, you know, I mean, you're going to see those same people up in heaven with those mm-hmm. characters. 
you know? And I'm sure it wasn't easy for them to always look past the things that they had done in the past, you know? But when you ask God for forgiveness, he forgets it. Yeah. And he lets it go, you know? And I think focusing on that should help you leave that shame. Yeah. You now, know, now, at his feet. Yeah, and and sometimes the struggle is also that your past mistakes still have Effects. present consequences, <laughs> you know. Yes. And so that sometimes is a it's is a hard. discouragement too because you're reminded. I, I I think about David for instance, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about the the sin with you know Bathsheba, right? And mm-hmm. everything that happened after that in David's life was complicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he. Uh, um, you know, even within his own family, there was problems, like mm-hmm. serious problems. Yes. You know, there was incest and rape and, you know, uh, betrayal and all kinds of stuff. I mean, there was, some, there was some serious dysfunctional issues. So I think for David even, you know, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of a, maybe some of those things could have been reminders of how sinful of a person he was, you mm-hmm. know, or maybe not a good father or maybe, you know, all his shortcomings. You know, mm-hmm. he was a warrior but at the same time, his family had a lot of problems, yeah, right? He had a lot of problems, a lot of right? So I think he suffered a lot. But, but in the end, you know, it all came down to his relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And no matter what was happening in his life, he, I, 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 I believe he always tried to, to turn, shift his attention to what God had done in his life, what God had promised and and I think a lot of times maybe he didn't even see the f- full fulfillment of the promises, but he trusted them. Mm-hmm. He trusted them, and he loved God with all his heart, you know. And I think he constantly had that prayer, create a new heart in me, you know, or renew a new heart in me. Was it? Mm-hmm. And create a new spirit, renew a right spirit Spirited within me, me and create a new heart, heart. Right? Yeah. And, you know, paraphrasing it, but yeah. So I think his constant prayer was was renew me in some way because I know that. Every day I'm reminded, every day I struggle, every day, but renew in me each day uh, the right spirit. Put a right spirit within me. Create a clean heart in me, you know. Mm-hmm. So can we completely shake off our shame and our guilt and our remorse and our past mistakes and even maybe the ongoing consequences of our mistakes? No, but we certainly have the ability through God, right, and his word to shift our focus and shift our attention away from those things and and God will strengthen us he strengthens our mind and I believe he strengthens our thoughts he strengthens our hearts he gives us courage he gives us wisdom to to continue right Mm -hmm. otherwise we'd fail otherwise we would just be so demoralized we wouldn't even know what to do with our lives yeah so okay (laughs) thank you oh this is a it's a kind crowd today Thank you. Oh, what a what a lovely audience. Yeah, especially when you push the button yourself. <laughs> <laughs> There's no buttons. No one can see that. Yeah. This is a live No one knows. This is a live podcast, people. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for question number four? Sure. Okay. So who are the top most influential people who have helped you in your spiritual life and why? Oh my gosh, Vanessa. You told me to bring it, so I brought Man. it. Man. <laughs> Okay. Well, number one is you. I put you at the top of the list. 
And 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 I told I think I told you this the other day. I said I have seen you. I had of all the people in my life, right? And even the ones closest to me. You are an example of ongoing spiritual growth and conversion that that I can think of. Maybe, maybe because I see you every day, of course, too, right? <laughs> but I can honestly say that in your example and the way that you have done things over the course of our marriage together and even up, up to recently and you continue to do is that I can see in you a, a true example of living faith and conversion. That's something that for me, you know, we think about it in terms of a concept of conversion, right? In our, you know, in, mm-hmm. in church and what we learn in, in the Bible and Bible class and whatnot. We learned the concept, right, of conversion. But to really be with someone and to see the, the change and to see the growth, you know, and to see how your faith has played out in your life and how, and how it has affected me and in our marriage and in our parenting and everything, you know, Num- so I say, number one, you're up there because you're, you're an ongoing living example of faith, growth and conversion. Okay. Okay. I paid him to say that guys. <clears throat> <laughs> he wants that ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now the other a couple of other people have played a really important role that, that, that I can think of. And there's only, a, there's only probably less than a handful of people that I can really say have been really defining, you know, have, have been there in defining moments of my life. Mm-hmm. So when I was a, uh, a youth leader, back when I was in college, in my young days, um, and I was a youth leader at Fort Worth first, there was, an, uh, there was a pastor that came on board. He was an associate pastor, I believe, at the time, or student. No, he was associate pastor, I think. Anyway... Um, he, uh, would help me out with class, you know, cause I would, I would be the main teacher and then he'd come in and kind of be the support and sometimes, you know, teach as well. But he was a mentor. I remember one of the things he, he told me, his name was Ben Orion. And I remember one of the first things he taught me, uh, cause I was really young, you know, and I was teaching other youth. It's not like these people were way younger, way younger than, than me or much older than me. Right. And so one of the things that I remember him telling me is that, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, set the expectations. Don't be afraid to lead this group. Don't be afraid to be a leader, you know, set the rules, you know, set some order. I think he was trying to just kind of mentor me to kind of mold me into, don't be afraid to, to use your faith mm-hmm. and use your beliefs and set things in order here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because these are your peers and you're going to feel like, you know, you just got to be buddy, buddy, friend, friends and whatever, you know, which was okay, which is good. Right. But there was also, he was kind of encouraging me to be a leader as well mm-hmm. and to not get too caught up in just the friendship part, but you're there to be an example for these kids. So I, that really stuck with me. And so th- that, that was one person that early, early on kind of affirm me right to mm-hmm. kind of you know be that leader you know uh, in your in your group in your sphere um so that's one does it have to be people because <laughs> when yeah. i was because when i was also and i'll tell you another when i was in high school 
the last two years of high school, I had to go to a public school because the academy, the, the, the Adventist Academy that I was going to only went up to 10th grade. So going from 10th grade into 11th grade was a transition from going to private, private school, school to, to public, public school, school, a big public school for that matter. And I was scared. I was scared out of my mind because I'd spent the last 10 years in the private, yeah, in a small little <laughs> private school. So I was a little, I was scared. But, you know, during that time, during those two years, mm-hmm. Very defining for me because I had to kind of establish that identity that I had what was that I was different because uh, I easily I could have gone in, into that public school and just been like everyone else. Right. Mm-hmm. But I had some convictions at, at that time in my life that said, you know, no, I've got to stick to what I believe. Mm-hmm. So there were many times when they would approach me to play sports or to run or to do participate in something academically even and say, hey, we're going to do this. Would you like would you like to be a part of it? but it's going to be on Sabbath mm-hmm. uh, for the first time. I have to stand up, right? I got to say something because at the private school and Adventist private school, yeah, it never happened. Right. So that was a very defining time also for me. So I had to really learn to really, for the first time, stand up for my beliefs and stand up for what I was convicted of. And I felt a strong conviction that I need to kind of keep this identity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was the, those two years wasn't a person, right? right? But it was a situation. Okay. Okay, so that, and then, of course, the one I just told you, and then the other person that really, I think, really helped me out was Costin Jordash, and you remember, mm-hmm. you remember Costin, and, uh, and his wife, Leah. Those two people were very influential in my life, just because at that point, when I was, you know, hanging around them, I was kind of maturing more, mm-hmm. and I think at that point in my life, I was also going through a lot of other things, personal things in my life, you know? And, uh, but those are two people that were just very ambitious people <laughs> and they were ambitious in the sense that they were very, um, what's the word, what's the word I'm looking for? They just want j- just by their talent and by their skills and their, their presence and the way they live their faith is like, you just want to be like them. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it always gave me something to try to kind of push myself towards. And, 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 and I don't know if they ever knew this or not. This is, this is just me kind of reflecting back. But those two individuals, Leah and Costin, were very influential. We became good friends. Um, we, uh, uh, we shared a lot of experiences for sure together, you know. And then, of course, they, they had to move away from this area. Um, so those two. And then I'll give you one more. Okay. How many is that already? I think it's. Four, right? I think that's already. Okay, well. Okay, it doesn't matter. Whatever. This is the last one. I didn't give you a specific now, number, so. <clears throat> now, this person, this person was not even a religious person. As a matter of fact, this person was an atheist. And I mean a pretty hardcore atheist. And this was when I was doing my master's degree. Uh, when I was in, in the School of Social Work at the uh, University of Texas in Arlington. And I had to do my practice, my field work, my internship or whatever. And I chose to do it at a counseling Mm -hmm. center. Um, And there was a couple there, older, much older. And uh, my my, um, supervisor's name was Dick Brockman. And so he he was very secular-minded. You know, I mean, there was nothing. I mean, he wasn't doing faith-based counseling. He wasn't doing, you know. Mm-hmm. But his approach was what we call in the field of therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. 
he specifically did something called REBT, which is Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy. And the reason why this person was very influential in, at that time for me was because even though he was secular, even though he wasn't religious and was an atheist himself, self-proclaimed atheist, but he taught me the importance of belief because that's interesting. Because he said, everything you do, every decision you make, every behavior, every emotion that you feel behind it is a thought process. And that thought process is steeped in a belief of some sort, either a belief about yourself, a belief about the world around you, or a belief about other people, mm-hmm. you know? So that struck a serious chord with me, right? Because I began to, I began to think, well, if that's true, then, then my beliefs must mean something. My spiritual beliefs mm-hmm. must have meaning, must have purpose, Right. Must if, if, if it's true what he says, then my spiritual beliefs should lead me to, number one, have emotional health, mm-hmm. right? And number two, have behavior that is healthy, healthy behavior, mm-hmm. right? So that experience with him and him teaching me how to examine my beliefs, my thoughts, I think at that point where I was in, in, in life, you know, a, a college, you know, post-grad student, <clears throat> still kind of intellectually growing and learning and to learn that from him I think made a big impact and how I and how I treated my spiritual life yeah I mean that makes sense yeah I never thought of it like that yeah so from that point it kind of just kind of defined that okay I really want I really want these beliefs in my life like no matter what these beliefs are going to stay with me and I and I and I and I know at some point they're going to lead to something good in my life so it was just ironic right that he was very secular yeah. and atheistic and didn't believe in religion <laughs> but yeah what he was teaching was actually reaffirming the things in my spiritual life that i needed yeah wow that's yeah that's kind of crazy yeah it was very very crazy so I, like i said the, these I, I remember these individuals and i remember these situations because of their because there was something to learn there that was kind of a uh, a life lesson, yeah. a lifelong lesson. So that's why I kind of remember, you know, these individuals. And, and of course, you know, I, not that I remember you because you're here every day, <laughs> but, you know, again, you know, you have those, uh, you know, with you, it's kind of, you're kind of like the, all the things that I've learned, it's all culminating in our relationship. All the things that I've been through and experiences I've had, it's like culminating in, 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 in our relationship between you and I. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't explain it, but it, I, I just feel like because of those experiences, I feel like you, you and I have grown so much more together because yeah. mm-hmm. things have happened to us where it's like, you know, yeah, would have fallen apart a long time ago. Um, yes. So anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Jesse, way to answer. I'm not going to toot my horn on that one. Okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Because it was not about me. It's about these people. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. Just here's the last question. Last one. Yes. Man, I'm sweating. (laughs) You told me to come up with five questions. That's fine. I like, I I like, I like it. I mean, it's, it's thought provoking. Okay. Last question. Who's smarter and wiser? You or your wife? (laughs) That's a trick question. (laughs) Of course me. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I mean, just have one lighthearted one. Oh man, no, She's I, I would, I would honestly say. say that you're, you're wiser. I know that you'll disagree with me, um, and I'm not just saying just that. Just wiser, just, not smarter. I think I'm smarter, oh, wow. but you're wiser. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. And this I, was our last <clears throat> last podcast. This is it. Goodbye. We'll never do another podcast again. <laughs> no, I mean. I'm just kidding. It's okay. You are wise and you're very smart. And uh, I, I think in areas that I lack and the areas where I feel like I am um, weaker or not as good or just not as much a thinker, you definitely fill all those voids in. <clears throat> and I think as far as wisdom goes, you are wise. You are wiser. Because, um, I mean, like I said, I, 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 I think that your growth here, you know, um, over time has just shown that you're full of wisdom. You know, it, it, it's just shown That's that. That's why I have so much white hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think part of that is probably my fault that you're becoming wiser. Um, <laughs> you've been forced into situations where you have to use wisdom. You know, there's no other way around it, right? Um, but no, you, you're, you're definitely wise. I mean, do I think I'm wise and smart? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm wise and smart. But I, I think also that wisdom doesn't originate with us. You know, intelligence can. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can study and be knowledgeable and have an increase in intelligence, right? And we can feel like intelligent because I learned so much. But when it comes to wisdom, I think wisdom is more than just intelligence. There's a lot of smart people out there. I do a lot of unwise right. things. Right. <laughs> so wisdom, and if we... Again, if we revisit the scripture, it says that, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So wisdom really originates from God. And wisdom is not just intelligence. It's actually, it goes far beyond that. It's also insight. It's the ability to look beyond our circumstances or beyond certain what's in front of us. Right. Okay. <laughs> And that's where God plays a role because he knows all. He knows everything behind the scenes. He knows where, he knows how everything works, right? Mm-hmm. And he chooses to reveal those things to us by insight. And, and, and I think that's where God, that, that's God's realm. God's realm is wisdom, working. He knows the things that we don't know. And sometimes he chooses to reveal that to us. Mm-hmm. And then when we, when we, when we <clears throat> act on it, People might say, well, that was insightful, <laughs> right? It's like, wh- why did you even think about that? Well, it's not that we thought about it, but God put it in our minds in that moment to say, right. hey, there's something more to the situation than that. And I think that's wisdom. So, I, you know, I, I think we both have that wisdom because of our faith, not because of anything that we've done, not because of anything that we're doing, but because, you know, we try to hang on to our faith day by day, and God always tries to put it in our minds, you know, to have more insight, to have more wisdom, because without it, forget it. I mean, intelligence alone can't get you through this life. Right. So I don't know if I answered your question, but I, you, you, of course, (laughs) not me. Well, that was supposed to be a very light light hand. Like (laughs) I thought that was a trick question. No, I just thought it would be pretty funny. That could have killed our podcast forever right there. There was no correct answer for that, Jesse. It was just supposed to be all in fun. Oh yeah, there's there's always a wrong answer, Vanessa. Okay, there's always a wrong answer. <laughs> we'll you know talk, that whole. We'll thing talk that, about it after. You know that whole thing that yeah, <laughs> you know that whole thing that teachers say. There's never a wrong answer. Yes, there is. There, 
there is a wrong answer. You know, some teachers say there's never a dumb answer. Yeah, there is. There is a dumb answer. You don't want to point it out, but there is. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's why he is not a teacher. <laughs> I mean, you don't say it, but I mean, I, am, I know what teachers are trying to say, but. I know. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, there there are wrong answers and, you know, not every answer is right. And if you're wrong, okay, you're, you're wrong. But anyway, that's just whatever. Okay. Well, good job on answering all those tough questions. <laughs> I told you I was I like. I need a shower. I sweat I, so much. I asked you, I said, are you sure you don't want to just like have me run through them at the beginning of the podcast? And then you're like, nope. Yeah, no, just, that's just good. Because it, because see, if, if, if I don't know. I just want to say I don't know. Yeah. Well, you didn't do that. I don't want to. I don't want to try to make up. Yeah. So I mean, if I don't know, I don't know. I just try to answer the question. Are they all right? I mean, I don't know, but other people might have right other opinions. That's okay. But this is my answer. These are my answers. Yeah. Well, these questions were for you to okay. answer and to share. Yes. I mean, and to share to share with with everyone. Thank you. That was very good. Yay! Clap. Oh, <laughs> good job, Vanessa. <laughs> That was very good. I enjoyed that. We'll probably have to do this a lot more often then, huh? Yeah, kind of like this. Yeah, I like this like this kind of format. And again, if anyone out there that's listening wants to yeah. ask a question, you know, feel free. Send in the question, haystacknation at gmail.com. Just send us the question and we'll, we'll add it to our list. Yes. And we'll answer it. Make Jesse sweat a little bit more. Oh, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> good thing I'm wearing deodorant. <laughs> All right, Vanessa. Well, good job. I um, I think I learned a lot. Yeah. I hope you did too. I did. Yeah. Well, That's I, fun. Yeah. I hope the people that listen learn something. I hope something. they enjoy this podcast. I hope so. It was a little different, a little but different. I liked it. Yeah. We'll do that again next time. Join us back here next time. Let us know if you liked it. Let us know if you liked it. Post it on the comments. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys here back next time on Haystack Nation. God bless.